We start off our year with a story from the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, and Paul has been <coughs> excuse me, on his way to Ephesus, and this is what happens. And we're going to read a little beyond what's on the screen. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus where he found some disciples. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? And they replied, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, into what then were you baptized? And they answered, into John's baptism. Paul said, well, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied all together. There were about 12 of them. He then entered the synagogue and for three months spoke out boldly and argued persuasively about the kingdom of God. Of God. When some stubbornly refused to believe and spoke evil of the way before the congregation, he left them, taking the disciples with him, and, they, and argued daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannius. But, and this continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. As we begin this new year together, we pray for a good year, an exciting year, a year filled with hope. Guide us in it, guide us through it, be with us. Speak to us. Speak to us this morning. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> she lived a controlled life. A controlled life. Meaning she was always one of those people that <clears throat> followed the rules. She followed the rules, never took a risk, played it safe, had her routine day in, day out. That was her life. She followed it to the letter. Wake up, make breakfast, get the kids to school, go to work, come home, fix dinner, get the kids to bed, go to bed, wake up. She played by the rules, played it safe lived a controlled life. She did what was was expected of her. When others expected things of her that she had agreed to, she fulfilled them. She carried through on her commitments, and she made commitments here and there to different things in different parts of her life, and she followed through on those. There she goes, they would say. She's a good one. You can rely on her. You wanting something done right? Give it to her, they would say. You can trust her. She felt like that was the way she wanted to live her life. 
playing it safe. No risks, no worry, she would say. And yet, deep down, if she were to get really honest, she would have to admit that it felt like something was missing. She had a longing for something more. When she was feeling that way one day, she walked over to her neighbor's house, an old lady that lived next door that she loved and would give her advice from time to time. She walked in and she said, I don't know why I always feel this way. Why do I always feel that way, this way? And the wise old lady laughed, that kind of laugh and a smile that makes you know that you they care about you. And she looked at her and she said, because you're alive, dear, you feel that way because you're alive. He lived a wild life. There isn't a rule out there that he hasn't broken him from one time or another. He lived carefree, no responsibilities, didn't commit to anything, never followed through on much of anything at all. He lived just in the moment, in the moment, you know, one party after another. Everyone else was asleep, he'd be out living it up, boy. He lived that kind of one, that always a new adventure, always a new thing kind of life. There he goes, they say. He's a reckless one. Don't trust him. He'll let you down. No responsibility, no worries, he would say. He thought that's how he wanted to live life. How it should be lived, why not? And yet, deep down, if he were to get really honest with himself, he was as if something was missing. He had this feeling. He longed for something more, as if there was something greater out there. He was feeling a little lost that way and one day, and he, he went to his uncle, the only one who understood him, you know. Why do I feel this way? The uncle laughed, that kind of laugh like he does when you do when you care about somebody, smiled at him and said, because you're alive, man. That's why you feel that way. You wouldn't feel that way if you weren't alive. It's part of being alive. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever have this, just get tired with the status quo feeling in your gut? You just get tired of it as if there's got to be something more. Do you ever feel, look at your life and take a, long hard pause and to see where you are and what you're doing and how you're doing it and what your life has come to by this point and said to yourself, well, I never thought I'd be right here the way I'm doing it now, never in a million years, and yet there's, I feel like there's something more. Do you feel like you're missing something sometimes? You have this longing down deep in your gut that you don't know what to do about. I think we all have it. So does John Calvin. John Calvin talks about that as he calls it a natural instinct for God. 
And he argues that we all have it, this natural instinct for God, this longing for something more than what we can see and feel and touch and and control in life. There's something more, this longing, a natural instinct for God. I like to call it the itch we can't seem to scratch. It's somewhere back here, you know. You can't quite reach it, and you think you got it, and then it's down in your foot, and it's just frustrating. Doesn't go away, this itch called life talking about life. How do you handle life? How do you deal with life? Some people try to control it. They follow the rules right down to the details, boy, and they play it safe right to the very end. They feel like if they can play it safe enough, that they can get it all in order enough, then maybe this itch called life will leave them alone. Other people try to to numb life. They try to numb how they feel about it. I've watched people drown themselves trying to numb life. If they can numb it enough, then maybe this itch called life will leave them alone. We all have it. This longing. Paul had it. Paul had it big time. I mean, Paul had it in spades. What's interesting about Paul, though, what's wonderful about Paul is instead of trying to control it, instead of trying to, to numb how he, how he felt about it, numb his feelings around it, Paul shared it. Paul shared this thing called life with every one he came across. He shared it. Didn't try to control it. He shared it. Our story today is, is one of those stories of his, you know, heavy duty dedication to sharing this, this life, this thing happens upon these disciples in Ephesus as he's come to Ephesus in modern-day Turkey. And, and he asks them, what life have you been baptized in? Have you been baptized into the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized into that life? And they say, well, we don't, we never even heard of that. We've never even heard of the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, let me tell you all about it then. And he just, you can see him just gather around. Let me tell you what I've been given and he, goes, and he goes from there and goes into the synagogue and they argue in the synagogue for months and some listen and some don't. He goes in, have you been baptized into the life of the Holy Spirit? Well, we hadn't heard about the Oh, well, let me tell you all about it. I can't wait to tell you. Goes on for two years after that, his two-year mission. What in the world causes him to have that kind of energy for sharing that with everywhere he goes? What is it? What motivates him to do that. What? Well, I'll tell you what motivates him to do it is that earlier on in his life, Paul realized that this itch that he could never seem to scratch 
This longing down deep in his soul for something more was none other than Christ himself. The life of Christ in his life. The life of Christ in our lives. You ever want to wonder what that longing is all about? It is the life of Christ in us bubbling up in the midst of our routines and in our messes and in the lives that we live, and it causes us to feel like we have this itch we can't scratch, we can't get at it, and it's because it comes from beyond ourselves, and Paul figured this out and was given this gift along the road as he walked, Christ's life in his life. That's the itch he couldn't seem to scratch. And so rather than try to control it or try to numb his feelings around this life that he'd been given, he goes out and shares it, shares it with every single person he comes across. That's what he did, why he did it. He'd been given this life. There's a group of people that get together in a church. You might call them a family, trying to figure it all out together, trying to figure out life together, this family. And rather than try and control life, rather than trying to numb their feelings around life, though some of them do, and some try to control it, they feel led instead, like Paul, to share it, to share this life. They're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you see. This group of people, this family, they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They've been given the Holy Spirit, this life. This mysterious life they've been given, and it's bubbled up in them. They know what it means to have this itch that you can't scratch. They know what it feels like to be going along in life and and long for something more, and yet they come together, and they gather together, and they share this life. They don't try to control it. They don't try to numb it down. They try to share it. They try to take it to anyone they can find. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about you and me, us, all of us together. Why are we here? Why did we come into this place today? What brought us here if it isn't the itch we can't seem to scratch? If it isn't the longing that we have for something larger, something bigger than all of us put together, it is the life we have been given in Jesus Christ our Lord. We've been baptized in the Holy Spirit like Paul And this year, friends, we're going to embrace this life that's bigger than all of us. This year, I have a word of hope. We're going to explore this itch we can't seem to scratch. This year, we're going to share this gospel with every single person we can find. That's what we're going to do. What do you say? Are you in?